I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to another edition of Alex McCarthy's Wrestling Daily. As you can see, I'm being flanked by the man himself. I've seen every match to ever grace God's green earth. It is SB3 from True Hill Heat. My brother, how are you? It's Wednesday and you know what that means. SP3 with Alex McCarthy on Wrestling Daily. We're going to talk some news, do some debates and have a good time. Maybe some singing. It depends on your ultra chats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why, why are you encouraging them, brother? Come on now. Um, it's worth noting that SP3 is here in his usual slot on Wednesdays. But Steph Chase will not be here tomorrow. She's moved to Friday. Because MJF, AEW star himself, MJF, is uh, coming on to wrestling daily. There it is. There's the graphic. What a hot start. Um, so MJF will be here tomorrow at, uh, he'll be at the top of the show, 8 p.m., I believe, UK time. He's going to be here to kick things off. We're going to take some ultra chats from you guys so you can ask MJF some stuff. We have him for about 20 minutes. I'm sure he's going to leave mine and Louis's career in tatters at the end of that 20 minutes. But uh, I'm kind of excited, kind of not, because <laughs> he's going to crucify me probably. But... I am looking forward to it. I've never had the pleasure to uh, to get MJF. So this is a big first timer. Very excited. I'm I'm excited for you guys. The Are you excited to watch? Yeah. Yeah, you know, you're not in the firing line. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I wouldn't mind. I would I would be ready for it. All I'm gonna say is that Alex, I know you're you're quick, you have the quick wit. You can you can handle this. You will be prepared. <laughs> but but I, I I don't I don't know about Louis. Uh, Louis <laughs> had a tough couple of weeks. He's a, he's my my guy. I was just complimenting him, telling him how how amazing he is. He's dealing with university, dealing with this wrestling journalist business. But to then have MJF on top of all of that, man, you guys always just throw him into the lion's den. Yeah, but you know it's worth saying uh, Louis is the one. Who secured this interview? So it's through Wrestle Talk, right? Yeah. And they've just decided to to give it to us on Wrestling Daily. I already had my AEW Phil and Kenny Omega, right? You only get one per per, per like pay per view quota, so it's cool uh, that we're going to have MJF here, Louis, with the scoop. It kind of blows my mind that Louis is studying politics. Politics <laughs> that boy is studying, and yet. Here he is in the uh, the realm of wrestling journalism. I think, that, I think that works. I think that works. There's a lot of politics within professional wrestling. So my camera is getting on my nerves. <laughs> it's like slowly like Yeah, I was like, I was like, I was like, is this camera God flying away it. from him? It was like, have you ever seen Family Guy where Joe Swanson's trying to tell a story in his chair his wheelchair? Just like that's what it was like. God damn it. 
Stop it, camera. Right, I think we're back. Uh, so, yes, well done to Louis. You're right, though. There are backstage politics in wrestling, some of which we may or may not discuss tonight. Remember, guys, thank you so much for your support thus far. Wrestling Daily is doing so great uh, and its new home. We've got nearly 9.3 thousand on the channel. So please keep subscribing, liking, all of that good stuff that you know I love. Uh, and... The heartbeat of the show is, of course, the Ultra Chats. I did mention tomorrow, right? We're going to do this because, um, obviously, if there's, like, 20, we're not going to get through them all. So there will be a select amount. I'm going to speak to the Maud Mother Jenna tomorrow, and she will uh, tell us. We'll, we'll work it out. Maybe it'll be a first-come, first-served deal. I'm not sure. But you will get to ask MJF your questions. If only to deflect him from having a go at me, I'm going to have him talk to you guys. Um, so that's going to be really interesting. But you can do that tonight as well uh, as the Great Eggs CM Chris has detailed here. You can get your questions and comments read out on screen. All you have to do is head to WrestleTalk.com forward slash Wrestling Daily and the good eggs like CM Chris and uh, Mod Mother Jenna and so on. They will hook you up. So all of the good stuff. We're obviously going to try and finish sharp tonight as well. SP3, do you know why? Because it's Quizzlemania Day, sir. Because it's Quizzlemania, of course. Uh, Denise Salcedo says she has a surprise for everybody tonight. Melina is defending her championship. I spoke to Melina yesterday, last night. That interview nice. is going to drop next Monday. Right, yeah. I'm trying to, I've am trying. i got so much going on right now. There's a lot for me to figure out. But uh, International Women's Day is next Monday. And we have got... Um, Melina, Natalia is tomorrow. Gail Kim is tomorrow. Thunder Rose is Friday. There is like a lot nice. going on on that show. We are loaded. We are stacked. And I'm very, very happy about it. So please do tune in to TalkSport on Monday for that good stuff. But without further ado, send us your Ultra Chats so that SP3 and I can debate them. I'm looking at you, brother. Um, get, get them into us so we can talk, debate, comment, whatever you guys want. SB3 and I have been putting together a little list of debates that we are going to drop upon you guys. But in the chat for free, I do want you guys to tell us about what you think we should be debating. We've put together like 10 topics that we think will get some tongues wagging. But I'd love to hear what you guys think. It's like a hot button issue that you'd like us to to get into. Uh, that could be fun. Lots of different vantage points. I think that would be cool. Also. I feel like I'm talking forever here. Also, I do have to say this because it's in praise of SP3. I see that there is a lot of hashtag SP3 for Quizzlemania. There's a lot of that going on right now. On my quiz on Monday, he beat Tempest. Now, I need all of you for a second to drink in. Likes. What? I, yeah, that's a great, great bicep. I need to you to drink in. How monumental that is. Tempest is a, a two-time Quizzlemania champion. Like he defended it anyway. I think he, he's the longest reigning Quizzlemania champion and the and the first ever double champion because he won the tag right. title with Landy. Oh, don't that was a robbery. That doesn't count. Uh the, the smoking gun. I'm sorry, you're gonna get me mad, SP3. Don't do it. Um, so SP3, Adam Blompier. I'm gonna clip up this part of the show where I talked about SP3 defeating. Tempest on the sacred ground of the Talk Wrestling Quiz. Give that man a shot at Quizzlemania. And if you have a tag team one again, get me in there with SB3. We're like the Dudley boys. We are. We are. That's exactly our team. That's exactly what we are. <laughs> Big Daddy Wrestling Daily. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Big Dick Dudley. What, is that Lewis Dangle? Maybe? Yeah. <laughs> sure. He should be Big Dick Daily. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> The <laughs> daily, as uh, Papa Ray Dudley said in his WWE debut. I never knew I wanted it to now. Somebody Photoshop SB3 and I onto the Dudley Boys. Tremendous. That's merch. Awesome. The, the Daily Boys. I like it. I like it very much. Let's talk about the titular nude, shall we? We've seen a report coming out. Uh, it was yesterday that LXT might be moving to different nights. But TakeOver for WrestleMania weekend, is doing the same SB3. Please enlighten everyone. 
Yes, apparently uh, this was a report from uh, Fightful Select is where I heard it from, but it's basically anybody can see this. If you cancel the WWE Network today, they actually have up the date for the next TakeOver event, which will be on Thursday, April 8th, which is uh, the day before SmackDown that week. It's uh, two days prior to the first day, the first night of WrestleMania. So it's going to be a completely jammed pack week i think uh sean rossap put up on twitter the schedule yeah. for the week of wrestlemania april 7th is going to be the final wednesday night wars between nxt and aew april 8th is going to be nxt takeover april 9th you got smackdown april 10th wrestlemania night one april 11th wrestlemania night two uh april 12th is raw and AEW Dark Elevation, and then April 13th is the first NXT on Tuesday, along with Impact. NWA Power is going to be back by then. AEW Dark. And then on the, the Wednesday after that, Dynamite by itself for the first time officially. And we haven't even factored in like Ring of Honor. I don't yeah, think that. Oh, Ring like, of know. Honor, MLW Fusion, NXT UK is the following day after yeah. Dynamite. So, yes. Because <laughs> that's the thing, right? With um, that schedule, there's so much overlap. Even for um, NWA's return pay per view, they're, they're a few hours before fast lane so there isn't actually a direct clash so i'm not sure how all of these timings will match up don't know where the hall of fame is going to fit in here not at all well i mean they, they can't have another year about it can they unless they make it like a whole big day on wwe network where the saturday like early on in the day you could do the hall of fame since it's, it's going to be a virtual event from everything yes. we're hearing so it makes sense to make that like a one hour event maybe a couple of hours before wrestlemania or directly before the pre-show and then that leads into the pre-show and wrestlemania night one but yeah i'm gonna be exhausted that week i'm just yeah <laughs> me too already like i'm thinking of all the shows i've got to do and i'm oh no um Robombi says wasn't louis alex's partner yes he was and therein lies the problem don't get me started again with his scott steiner tomfoolery um and it, to be fair we would have won were it not for andy datson's plating blatant cheating you don't just plug the smoking guns out of thin air because they had a manager it's bringing back terrible memories i don't want to talk about it i want to go on with the daily boys sp <laughs> bubba ray mac and uh <laughs> Devon three i don't know <laughs> don't know what i'm doing right now but you know you know where i'm going with this um so yeah it seems like takeover on the thursday i mean wow it just because the, the the week of wrestling as we say leads directly into that anyway and then it goes into the next week so it literally is like two no, more than that more than two weeks of like wrestling major wrestling every day yeah kind of crazy how they're going to do that um it is worth noting you just said nxt uk tomorrow i need to get rid of louis being my partner it's haunting me this comment get off um it is worth noting that nxt uk this week is kaylee ray and miko satamura right yeah um i said this to sp3 i think a few weeks ago but i was told from people inside nxt uk when the match was taped that it is ridiculous. Like, we all should go out of our way to watch Miko and Kaylee Ray go at it this week. It's on the WWE Network on Thursday. It's BT over here in the UK on Friday. Um, I wholeheartedly implore you to watch it. I've heard nothing but amazing things. I didn't bother tweeting that. Uh, I might do tomorrow, but people would go like, I was told this match was awesome. Well, they're not going to go, that it was crap, <laughs> even if it was. But I can well imagine this actually is amazing. So I'm looking forward to it, SP3. Uh, is she the one to dethrone Kaylee Ray? A part of me thinks, uh, I don't know. I mean, when you look at like the original NXT, I, I would say, you know, you, of course you had the four horsewomen, but I think the thing that kind of ignited the women's division and kept it running until this next generation where they have all the best independent women's wrestlers in the world was Asuka's title run. And, you know, the dominant force of Asuka being the final boss. They kind of messed it up towards the end because, of course, when you establish a final boss, you have to actually defeat her. But they did a great job of establishing her as the benchmark 
of the women's division. And although Kaylee Ray has been the champion for over a year, you know, we had the pandemic, not that many title defenses, not that many signature title defenses for her. I mm-hmm. think that Mako Satomura is the person that can bring eyes over to NXT UK. And her being that final boss that she was in Japan here in the UK will definitely, it's definitely going to help the person that they eventually have to feed her. Because unlike Asuka in the original NXT, I don't see Mako Satomura getting called up to the main roster. Her role in NXT UK is to kind of establish the future and be that building block. So I think that she wins it here and she's going to have a long run, which eventually I hope is be, is uh, ended by my favorite female wrestler on the NXT UK roster, Piper Nevin, because I feel Ooh. like she should have been beating Kaylee Ray. I felt like they had the history due to their time in ICW that she should have been the one to beat her. But if, Mako is the one to beat her, and then Piper beats her. I think that's a bigger win for Piper in the long run. Mm, I'm just weighing it all up in my mind what you just said, SP3. I, I think um, it was like once Kaylee Ray beat Piper, I always want to say Viper for obvious reasons. Yes. Once she beat Piper, uh, I was like, damn, then who? Do you know what I mean? Like that was yeah. kind of, you know, that was it for me. I was just like, you know, looking down the NXT UK roster, and there's a lot of talented women there. But I didn't see the immediate threat. So Miko has come around at the right time. Then she's immediately in that picture, which is where it's like, oh, God, like, you know, are they really going to put it on her straight away? And it would make the world of sense to me if the idea was to then move Kelly Ray up because she's more than ready. She's valuable. We've seen already what she can do in those circumstances. I really feel like she would do great. Uh, it, it can happen. Obviously, we've seen Pete Dunne and the Grizzled Young Veterans go over. Um, I just don't know. I haven't heard anything to suggest that that's on the horizon, but I would think when she drops it, similar to Oscar, that's a thank you, I'm done. What else is there to do? Similarly with Pete Dunne, right? Pete Dunne loses to Volta. Yeah, he's made a couple of appearances here and there, but you've reigned for like two years. What else is there to do in a, in a, about to be really sound really offensive, but a smaller brand like that, right? Where it's like yeah. an out show or whatever. There's only so many things you can really do or people you can work with before you have to move on, get new stories, get new opponents. And I feel like Kaylee Ray will be entering that space Yeah. once this happens. Um, yeah, I, I mean, uh, I know that Triple H is big on Piper, so I can see that being a future reign. And it dep- like you said, it all depends how long Miko keeps hold of it, to be honest, or if she gets hold of it. Uh I'm going to go on a limb just because it's a debate show and we have to be different sides. I'm going to say Kelly Ray retains this time. Um, and you're right, you're right though, because uh, Miko is also a coach in NXT UK at the Performance Centre and is like essentially part of management as well in a weird way. I'm not saying she's booking, but she is like a, a coach and a mentor. So, uh, yeah, I, I can see that it's not that important for her to take the belt, but I can see why it would be smart that she did. Yeah, I mean, this would be a good time for her to to get the title off her talking about Kaylee Ray, because I feel like even though, you know, you got someone like Taya Valkyrie coming into the main NXT, I think that Kaylee Ray could make an impact if she's brought up to the main NXT, because we don't know what's going to happen with the women's tag team titles tonight with that match. But if Raquel and Dakota win the titles, they're now baby faces. They can go to all three brands, but they do need someone to kind of feud with on the NXT brand. You got that history between Tony Storm and Kaylee Ray that they explored when they went one-on-one but now you can explore it where they're both heels of them teaming back up together. Like Tony Storm realizing that Kaylee Ray was right all along, that you gotta kind of cheat your way to get your way in WWE mm. and they can unite. And then you have a main heel team to go against your babyface tag team champions. And even if Raquel and Dakota don't win the tag team titles, they still can have something to do because there'll be another heel team. I just think that there's a lot of potential for Kaylee Ray on the main NXT massively correct also we'd be remiss if we didn't mention millie mckenzie was coming into nxt uk that's a big person to have in there yeah she could have some hard hitting stuff with miko they've got history as well by the way so um i feel like that could be really cool and direction for the women to go in um let's stick with the women for a second you mentioned it just then are shay naya is that thing are they retaining tonight 
I'm going to say yes. I was really hoping that my answer would be no, but from what I is, saw... Is, is it one of those, but my body? Is it one of those? Your my mind. mind. My mind's telling me Dakota and Raquel, but my body, my body's telling me Shania. So man, you, that man hit that Shania note. I didn't even know that was a note, but he hit it. There you go. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just I just think that they have that whole feud with Lana and Naomi going on. They've been mm-hmm. really, really pushing Nia Jax. Like, I don't think any, I think only a few people I've mentioned, she's beaten the Raw and SmackDown Women's Champions in the past two weeks and Naomi. So she's on a quite a streak here. So uh, is it to kind of give the rub to Dakota and Raquel or is it to, you know, set, I don't, I don't know. But I, I think my gut is telling me it's Shane Nia because they still have that feud with Lana and Naomi on Raw. Yeah, I do. I mean, I want Dakota and Raquel. Like, easily, that's what I want out of this. And I would have had Shania uh, drop the belts. I can't can't think of Shania in any other version than the way you just sung it now. Um, But I can't... I I do think they've got, like, a lot better, if that makes sense. Like, uh, Shayna Baszler and Nia together has grown on me, but I still don't, like, love it. I don't need it as my champs, per se. And I do think the value long-term is in Shayna having banging singles matches, which she's more than capable of having. But you're right. I see the stories kind of laid out on Raw with Naomi and Lana. And I also think that Raquel's long-term destination, which probably isn't that far away, it's probably WrestleMania, is taking on Io Shirai. So uh, you got all them stories in play. It'll be interesting to see how it works out. I mean, if they do win it and NXT has the tag belts for a while, I think that would be a great injection just into the life of the belts because they could do with it. Um, I don't think they're always treated great on the main roster at all. So, yeah, I'm I'm okay with either direction. I know what my heart wants, but my head tells me it's going to be Shayna and Nia, I think. But there we have it. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Uh, Matty did ask a question that I want to get back to here uh, when I get through the litany of SP3's uh, voice work quotes. Uh, Matty essentially asked, if I can't find it, uh, what's going on with Steph tomorrow? We said at the top of the show, my friend, that she will be on Friday now. I know we'll, you know, it's a pain to wait a day for her Dynamite review. Um, but yes, she will be giving us her takes on Friday instead of Thursday because, of course, MJF is here. Louis threw his weight around a little bit and said, I want to be on with MJF. 
and uh, we had to placate the young man. So there you have it. It's going to be me and Louis with MJF tomorrow, and then Friday night, Steph is in the house. And if you haven't checked out, by the way, the great stuff that she's doing on her YouTube channel this week um, in the build-up to Revolution, because she is just the biggest AEW fan in the world, then you should check it out. She's doing it very... SP3, you was on there yesterday, right? No, I'll be on there later tonight. Tonight? Uh, 7 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 a.m. for you guys in uh, the UK. she she's doing it late. That's that's her channel. But she, check out her she channel. Did, she, she didn't want to compete with Kuzumania. She didn't yeah. want to do it. <laughs> I think I think that was it. She saw Melina got the that the headline bill, so she was like, "Okay, we'll push it back later." But one hour before Dynamite, I'll be with Steph. We're going to be reviewing the show, talking about all things AEW, maybe a little bit stuff for Revolution, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Steph's channel is amazing. I just did a super card along with her, Andrew Thompson. And uh, Benson, uh, Ben Richard Benson from uh, Gravel App, uh, doing a, a super card for AEW versus New Japan. So definitely check that out. Great video that Steph put together. Yeah, absolutely. I like the sound of that. Support the uh, Wrestling Daily troops if Quizlemania doesn't go ten hours, uh, <laughs> whatever. Um, or if you get a chance to just watch it back, do so. But yeah. you know, Quizlemania tonight. You got Steph's channel, Wrestling Daily every day. You're spoiled. You're spoiled for choice, everybody. Uh, let's move on in the news, Esprit. There's not that much going around, but Cody did have a conference call tonight. Now, I wasn't on it because I was speaking to Impact champion Rich Swan, which was a great chat right. to have, by the way. You know, uh, it's funny how you can go from, and I said this to him, like a pigeonholed as a cruiser, and then you're the champion of a major company. In the next breath. It's pretty interesting. Anyway, on the call today, Cody Rhodes was asked about Pat McAfee stating on Twitter, Pat McAfee, that Shaquille O'Neal's AEW match will not top past celebrity performances. Now, first off, are we counting Pat McAfee as a celebrity performance? Yeah, I do. I probably would at this point too. It depends how much depends how much more he does, I guess. Yeah. But anyway, uh, Cody says, I didn't see the comment from Pat, but that's super bizarre because I'm pretty sure Pat has been trying to get a job with AEW like every other day. But that's a different conversation. Oh, <laughs> Cody dragged the man. Dearie me. Um, what do you think, SV3? Um, is there some validity to what Cody says here? Or is he just, uh, is he just shooting around? I, I, that's quite the clap back, I will say. Yes, but, uh, on the cuff. I think that before August of 2020, I could legitimately see Pat McAfee calling up AEW for a job because he had been with NXT for, what, two years doing the pre-shows. He had always wanted to do this. You see it on his YouTube channel with the stuff that he was doing in his, like, basement and stuff, training with John Cena's trainer. He's been wanting to do this for such a long time that I think that he was probably at a point where he was fed up with waiting for NXT to finally use him. Thankfully for the pandemic, they did. But if they didn't, I think that it's would have been a realistic option for him to go over to to AEW and perform over there. You got the connection that Tony Khan has with the NFL. They've been in the same division for years because Pat was a part of the Colts. Uh, Tony was part of uh, the Jaguars. Tony even said it on the interview with Wrestling Observer. He was like, he's a big fan of of Pat. He knows he's he's doing great things over there because he's always had that in him, that pro wrestling type of personality. So I think that it would have been a distinct possibility if NXT never used Pat McAfee that we would have saw him in AEW. Yeah, before he actually got in the ring, I do think absolutely that was the case. And I don't think, you know, there was that time where Pat was talking about, I think Michael Cole, like, dragged him at WrestleMania for his attire, and he was like, hell no. So, um, you know, there's, there's, I mean, there's always these, and I don't want to speak for other wrestling companies, but WWE has their own little weird world right? Where they think they can scold people for certain things because it's their own little universe. Do you know what I mean? And and you get heat and then you're buried and all of this different stuff where in any other workplace, that's not really how it works, is it? But, no. but in WWE, it is. So um, I can imagine wanting to escape that at some point is appealing to somebody. But I am glad that Pat is in NXT. Uh, I think he's been tremendous in the small role that he's had thus far. I, I, if anything, I wish we saw him more because this kind of coming and going Pat McAfee I don't see him as like a Lesnar, right? Where like 
he's like an attraction who comes and goes. And I get it that it's more impactful in some ways, but for someone like Pat, who's a personality, I actually feel like on NXT TV, who, you know, a, a program that's been criticized for some of its promos, he's he's someone who they could have as a bit of a foundation. Yeah, he stands out immediately because he's such a great promo. He in 2020, I would say he was the best promo in probably all of the WWE because I may, maybe Roman with his work as the tribal chief is the only thing that I would put on the level of what Pat McAfee was performing. Honestly. Maybe. 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 You're saying maybe. Maybe. Are you that's, that's how good Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee is is a once in a lifetime promo guy. Like I, I like I like I said when Ronda, our Lord and Savior Ronda Rousey, might I add, or when Ronda came over to WWE, that was once in a lifetime type star power. And sure. I, I I think that Pat McAfee doesn't have that type of star power, but he just has the skills and he has a a willingness to try different things in the ring as well, which makes him very, very versatile of a performer that I think that even NXT, he's going to have a great run. He's going to do great things, but I think he even has potential to do great things on the main roster as well. That's how good Pat McAfee is. And yes, I want to add, I know you talked about it on Friday with the wrestling observer awards. Yes, I am a reader. Yes, I am a subscriber. And yes, I voted for Pat McAfee as the rookie of the year. Good. Good on you. So you should have. Uh, no, I, I, let's, let's make something perfectly clear here before I get into a diatribe. I like Pat McAfee very much. Uh, I love what he's brought to NXT. Big fan. I'd like to see more of him, as I stated. He is not in the same realm as Roman Reigns, SP3. I want you to walk that back immediately, right? Edge uh, All right, okay. If we're going to centralise it to Bravo. a promo. But even still, I think the way Roman has evolved... In the hardest climate in the world, nobody had harder boots than his, right? For him to find the right character and perfectly hit it like he has. At the end of the day, Pat just gets to walk out there and talk shit, right? Basically, basically, he's just Pat McAfee. Whereas Roman is like a character. Do you see what I'm saying here, SV3? Yeah. yeah. No, I, I think it's for me. I was so down on this whole Pat McAfee move. Like, I was one of those people that when he got – I'm a football fan, and I was like, I don't even know. I'm a Colts fan. I was a Colts fan in 2006 when they won the won the Super Bowl. I didn't know who Pat McAfee was. I love Peyton Manning, but I love Edron James. I loved everybody on that team. But I couldn't tell you the punter's name in 2006. But when he, came, when he did the whole thing with Adam Cole, I thought he came off very fake, very scripted. So I was like, no, nah, I, don't, I don't think this is a good – move but every performance he's had especially since the go home show of takeover 30 he has improved he has involved and he is a pro wrestling personality no he doesn't stand up to roman reigns as a character no he doesn't stand up to roman reigns in the ring but just on promos alone i would put I, my list i am not putting this in order but my top talkers in wwe right now pat mcafee roman reigns and edge mm. that's it I mean, we're getting into semantics because then I'm kind of going, oh, yeah, but, you know, the character aspect. I get what you mean. Just delivery on the stick. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll grant you it. I didn't want to put you in the Louis corner, right? You don't want to be in – you don't want to be tied with that brush because that guy is betting money left, right, and center. He's a, he's a chronic gambler, SB3. Have you seen what this man's been doing? He doesn't even have to be 100% sure. He's just 99% <laughs> sure, and he's going for it. It's like there's no, like, middle ground. He goes – uh, when we said about Edge and uh, what was it, Edge and Roman, he, was, he went from ninety nine percent on, no, off to a hundred percent on. <laughs> what, 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 what are you doing? <laughs> I, I, I love his passion. He's willing to go for it. He, he's a risk taker. He's like yeah, he a would, hardy boy. He'd put good money on it. That's what he'll do. I love the way that he didn't know that he was doing that either. Like, this is a very organic thing. Louis has never, like, it's just it's just his phrase. I've put good money on this. Well, he'd be broke, okay? He would be flat broke, that kid. Ah, oh, goddamn. Um, Gotta love him. I can't remember what we were talking about before this. But anyway, do you know what I do want to uh, bring up quickly, SP3? I got uh, an inquiry today from LucasAid, okay? This is a very diverse... You know LucasAid is in the States, right? No? It's a sports drink, basically. Ah, okay. It's big in the UK, like the, the, the Premier League. They all, you know, that's yeah, yeah. Gatorade, I guess, the equivalent. Am I right? 
Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Data raid or power raid, yeah. There you go. Right, okay. Um, they offered me to run the London Marathon. My God. Now, 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 the way that... Um, the reason this has sprung to my mind is because Louis is saying bet good money and I would try and raise good money, of course. Um, but so they're, they're like finalizing it and stuff. Apparently the offer tomorrow because all the places are gone. But they were like, do you want to run it in October? And I was like looking down at my belly going, do I? <laughs> I don't know. I was like, you know, uh, I said to my missus, should I um, should I run this marathon? And she was like, I don't think you should. I think I don't think your ankles can take it. And that was like, you know, you're like she was almost doing like, you know, what the, the, the classic hill does going. I don't think you've got it in you. And I was going, oh, oh, I'll run it. You don't think I'll, you don't think I'll run it? I will run it. I will run that marathon. Um, so anyway, there you go, guys. Stay tuned for that. I am going to be doing, I think I am anyway. I've tentatively said yes. Get it agreed to do the marathon. Uh, and there'll be some there'll be some charity going along with it. I haven't decided which cause yet. There's a few that are close to my heart um, in terms of like, uh, there was a care home my, my gran passed away at. That means a lot to me. Cancer. I mean, like three of my four grandparents have had cancer. What the other one is alive has got dementia. It's a terrible, lots of terrible things. You can't spread the wealth everywhere, but I will think of something. Um, so anyway, I would appreciate your support in advance as and when I do announce that. SB3 moving along. What other news do we have at the moment? I know that Fightful are reporting that WrestleMania tickets are set to go on sale soon. Have you seen this SB3? Yes, uh, they said that they're going to do uh, basically like a text, test event for the first batch of uh, tickets being sold, and that should happen next week. Um, I think that the reason why it's getting so close to WrestleMania and why they're going to sell tickets, uh, I guess, like what, four weeks before, is due to WWE not having a down pat plan as far as how the social distancing seating is going to go. Because, you know, we've heard various reports ever since, like, as early as the Super Bowl that WWE didn't want cutouts in like the empty seats. Then they saw the Super Bowl. They do want cutouts in the empty seats. So I think that they're just trying to get the logistics down uh, exact. And that's why we're doing it so late in the game. But it's going to be very interesting to find out how many they're going to they're going to sell and how many they do sell during this whole test event. Because well, the, the aim, right, is 25 to 30K each night. And I don't know... You know, presumably it would make sense if you had the same people maybe over both yeah. nights. I don't, I don't know how they're going to do it. But I must say that the um, like the cardboard cutouts, for want of a better term, that idea on paper to me sucked, right? Yeah. I thought that sounds awful. And I actually saw it at the Super Bowl and I was like, that looks pretty damn cool. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I was watching the Super Bowl and I literally, like, until they zoomed in, I was like, oh, I thought that was real people. Like, yeah. if, you, if you see the camera view from way back, it looks like there's people all in the seats. But then when you close it, you do the, the zoom in, it's like, oh, it's a cardboard cutout. So it works perfectly. I'm similar to you. Like, I heard cardboard cutouts for the Super Bowl and I was like, oh, that's going to be doofy. See the old Bret Hart cardboard cutout from like 1996 in, in row three, and I'm just gonna be confused. <laughs> but the fact that they actually got real people to make the cutouts for them, I think that was also a nice little touch that they did. So that's something else that WWE should look into. So I hope that it's gonna look good, it's gonna look as good as the Super Bowl did, and that you know, I know the performers are gonna gonna have so much adrenaline going for them to be in front of fans for the first time in over a year that's the people that i'm most happy for not only the fans that are able to be in attendance at wrestlemania but the performers that have gone so long and you know contributed so much entertainment for us for over a year without fans in attendance they get to finally feel that adrenaline rush of having people there yeah, I was speaking to Rich Swan, as I mentioned before I came on here tonight, and he was telling me about how much he misses the UK. Uh, a lot of performers will say that, probably because they're talking to me and I'm from the UK. But generally speaking, uh, the UK is kind of recognised as having the most passionate singing fans on yeah. earth. And uh, he was saying that, and I, when he when he said this to me, I was just like, whoa. He said he won the Rev Pro tag titles with Ricochet. Nice. And I'm thinking, Jesus, that's the team. Do you know what I mean? Like, I was like, whoa. I was like, wow, I wonder who he faced. Will Ospreay. And Paul Robinson. 
uh, wow. of progress as well. Um, I mean, Paul Robinson sticks out like a sore thumb there. But um, anyway, that match, I was like, whoa. Just uh, you, I don't know if you know York Hall in England. It's a venue that I've gone to for boxing and wrestling. I actually went there for Rev Pro British J Cup in 2000. There you go. Yep. There you go. It's a great venue. It's really like intimate and loud. And he was saying that when they came out, um, that the, the the British fans just kept singing their theme song, right? That they couldn't start the match. They kept to ha- they had to keep replaying the song so the fans could like sing, and they didn't sing themselves out till like ten minutes. So uh, it was yeah, awesome, cool. awesome. Uh, I can't wait for all of us to get that experience again, man. I really can't. Um, shall we get into some ultra chats, SP? Yes, let's, let's do it. Let's do that. Let's. Uh, oh man, there's a few. There's a few guys. Uh, let's start with John Tracy. Do you think Khan has got Vince's attention? Cheers, guys. Johnny T from Brooklyn. Johnny T, I see you in the uh, dropping comments on the videos every day. I appreciate your work and hustle. That helps our algorithms. You're a good egg. I'm going to answer your question in diligent, passionate fashion. Um, SP3, do you think Tony Khan has Vince McMahon's attention? Now, it's worth breaking down exactly what that means. Is he aware? Sure. Does he have his attention? That's the question. No, no, he doesn't have he he doesn't have this McMahon's intention at all. Literally, Tony Khan would have to sign John Cena, Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, or Goldberg <laughs> to get Vince McMahon or the Undertaker to get Vince McMahon's yeah. attention. Like signing someone that Vince obviously by his last appearance in WWE was taken behind back. And he was just loading up his gun to put him out to pasture. Signing him is not how you get this man's attention. Winning a fan vote for Wrestling Observer Awards is not <laughs> how you get this man's attention. Like, this man does not care about any of these things. Yes, he is aware of AEW. Yes, he does see AEW as a threat to the people that he has on his roster. I don't think he views the company as a threat to WWE because in all honesty, it's not. But the only the only thing that he pays attention to AEW for is when one of his guys is a, his contract is about to expire. That's yeah. the only time that AEW has his attention and he puts more effort into bringing that person back in with the company. That's the only time that I can see Tony Khan getting Vince McMahon's attention. Outside of that, no, Vince is too worried about Peacock. Ple- uh, pleasing the the representatives over there with NBC, he's ready to make another billion dollar deal. He's worried about the stock price. He's worried about if Linda's gonna run for another potential office. He's worried about Shay McMahon's new Jordans more than Tony Khan and AEW. Shay McMahon has great Jordans though. He does. Can't deny that. Can't <laughs> deny that. Uh, yeah, I mean, you have to always remember, right? Vince exists in his own little world. Right. Unless you really impact his world like WCW did once upon a time. And then by that, I mean his bottom line, things like that. He doesn't care. Right. Look, look at where we are right now. And you, SB3, me, everyone in the chat, we could all sit here and say, do you know what? AEW is a better wrestling show than WWE. Like full stop. You could, you, let's say that we all said that. Yeah. He don't care. That man just set record profits last year. Right. It don't matter to that man. He set record profits without gate receipts for nine months. He set record profits without mer- live event merchandise for nine months. Do you know how ridiculous that is that he did that? And then they didn't even have the Shaldi show at the end of the year. They didn't even have the Peacock deal until the beginning of this year. It's insane how much money WWE make. I don't think sometimes we stop to contemplate that. To Vince McMahon, everything's going great. He doesn't care, right? He honestly doesn't see the bad things that we see. He thinks, cool, look at all this money. We're doing amazing. So I know long-term that might not be the best direction to go. You know, just kind of going, things are going great now because if they keep going the way they are, I don't know if they will get speculative on my part. I've got no business reason to say this, but you they might not get the same TV deals if the ratings continue to go down. It all depends, though, because Raw is doing, what, 1.8 million? Still, like, the highest show on cable that night. So yeah. you have to kind of adjust your expectations. It's not going to be the 5 million that it used to be. Viewing habits have changed. So all I would say is 
Vince McMahon could care less. I'm happy for Tony Khan, right? That he that he cares that Vince, uh, Dave Meltzer gave him an award. Like, I'm sure if, I don't know, WWE, I'm just naming them because I've been a lifelong fan. If they said, the best journalist is Alex, I'd probably be like, oh, wow, that's amazing. Like, I would. Same way that Tony Khan is a long-time subscriber to The Observer. Very cool to me. Right. I, I'm, I'm not saying, I mean that sincerely. Very cool that he, you know, that that's an award that he cherishes. Um, but IEW breathing down WWE's neck, you have to take a step back and actually look at it in the grand scheme of things. They're not remotely close. On a quality level, sure, you can make that argument. That's an argument. That's a different thing, though. So is uh, Vincent Mann worried? He's not. He, 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 quite the contrary. He thinks life's great right now. Uh, even great. if I'd love, even if I'd love to tell him, rules not very good, Vince. Um, yeah, he thinks it's great. Although it wasn't that bad this week. Benny boy. Hey, brother. 004. Hi, guys. Uh, so I've been re-watching the first four seasons of the old NXT. Looking at the 28 rookies, only five men and three women went on to be singles champions, and half of them after gimmick changes. Do you think the show hurt them more than it helped them? It's a good question. The early iterations of NXT, I think most superstars have kind of said, eh, you know, more of a... Well, certainly... It, uh, the original concept was like a game show. Yeah. Um, and then the original concept of NXT beyond that was a true developmental. Okay. It wasn't like it is now. So they're still finding who they are. And, you know, it's like FCW. We didn't see Leviathan or no OVW Leviathan become Batista. You know, it's still, yeah. they're still figuring stuff out. John Cena was the prototype. He's still figuring things out. That'd be like NXT today, right? Being OVW. And they come to the main roster and they ask you to forget who they were there. Yeah. But now the difference is NXT is on network television, right? So I think you can adjust and, you know, recalibrate what you're looking for in that. But I do think maybe the original incarnation of NXT wasn't um, as productive as they might have hoped. What do you think, SB3? I, I have to agree with that. And it just, it was more of less like, okay, we're giving you TV exposure. Be happy. Like it didn't matter what they were getting involved in, what they were doing to WWE in WWE's eyes. They're putting these new guys who don't have, you know, exposure on their television on a, a prime spot on Tuesdays, 10 PM, they get their exposure. They get to have matches. Daniel Bryan, they can always say Daniel Bryan's first WWE match was against Chris Jericho. So they did use the guy that they had on the roster very well to kind of bolster up the people that they did have as contestants. But yeah, I wouldn't say anyone was helped by their time on the NXT brand. Like did, literally, did, uh, how many matches did Daniel Bryan lose? <laughs> eight? Was it? it was, yeah, he was 0 and 8. 0 and 8 during that whole run of the first season of NXT nice. because they nice. wanted to teach him a lesson that no matter how famous you are before WWE, we rule the world. You're nothing. You're <laughs> nothing, Daniel Bryan. Get in here. Yeah, pretty much. I, I would say today's NXT is more or less what WWE really wanted out of WWE CW. They were yes. doing a brand, a third brand to cater to hardcore wrestling fans. And at that time in 2006, honestly, they would have changed the entire world that they came up with an NXT version of WWE ECW because that was the way of the land. Like the places like TNA, ROH were becoming popular for the first time. PWG was becoming popular. Independent wrestling was like a lifeblood. Like that was the whole reason I still remained a wrestling fan because I don't want to remind anybody, but 2004 through like 2007 ish was pretty rough on professional wrestling fans. And me being towards the latter half of my high school run into college, it wasn't the coolest thing to show your friends that you were watching. So, but 
What was cool was seeing Samoa Joe slap the hell out of Japanese legend Kento Kobashi, seeing Joe and Punk go an hour in the ring. So if WWE would have brought a little bit of that independent scene into WWE CW, I think the whole landscape of WWE today would be completely different. The roster that we have today, which is top to bottom, one of the best WWE had, I think they would have had it five, six, seven years earlier if they would have took their what they have now for NXT and applied that to WWE CW. Yeah, and funnily enough, they'd probably have half of AEW's roster. I, l- I love that you call uh, your school run. <laughs> you called it your run. That's so good. That's a shoot. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's funny because they did take CM Punk, right, in that yeah. early stage, and they didn't get him. It was I, him, I was know. there. Right, yeah, well, when he did the contract on TV, yeah, okay. No, 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 uh, I was in the second row when he debuted for ACW. If oh, I if, thought you meant he was at the Ring of Honor taping when he had the contract. No, no, no. I was at I was at Hammerstein Ballroom, second row. So you can literally go on WWE Network, or I think uh, uh, Luke made a video. Is CM Punk actually good? And he has the ECW debut, and you can see me. I'm wearing an orange uh, button up in the second row. And the answer is yes. He was yes. very good, contrary to Louis, and another terrible take of his. I'm, uh, <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, just on that note, you know, thanks to Paul Heyman, basically, that we saw CM Punk on TV at that time. Uh, for anyone who loves to shower crap at Shane McMahon, and I understand sometimes, I do, um, he was actually a real visionary when it came to that stuff. Because he, if you need to watch it on the networks, Untold Stories, ECW, Shane wanted to basically make it or reboot it in 2005, 2006 as like a an online thing, a streaming thing, right? Which is way ahead of its time when you think about it now. He wanted just internet fans to be able to get it. And that means ECW could have been what ECW was, yeah. right? That's the key thing. As soon as Vincent Mann got wind that they could get TV deals, which they did for it, and it becomes a network thing that comes out of Shane McMahon's hand and straight into Vince and everything changed. So if you ever have a problem with how ECW turned out, that's Vince who, who, who directed that. They didn't let Paul Heyman take the reins full control there either, which is insane to think about. Um, but Shane McMahon actually had the right idea there. And he wanted to buy the UFC. The guy's had good ideas. He's also had Raw Underground. It, it happens, okay? You can't bat 100, all right? The guy, I like Shane. Anyway, for the record, I like him. And I can't wait to see him have a car crash with Braun Strowman. I've said it yesterday and I'm saying it again. I want to see it. Um, let's move along to Mark Board. Hi, guys. I want Rakota. It's a good name. Uh, to <laughs> to win, but Nia has been doing good character work when not murdering people. That seems like a disclaimer. Um, like Alex, I feel Shayna needs a singles run, though. When uh, you get to watch Stardom, I hope you enjoyed Tam versus Julia. I thought it was great. Julia's poor neck. You know what? Um, I said this earlier. Stardom is like the number... I've caught bits and pieces of it. Of course I have. But it's the number one promotion that I wish I saw more regularly. And I know that actually hasn't been possible for the past year, but I do wish I'd caught more of it. Uh, SB3 hooked me up with a link today. As soon as I tweeted out, like 10 minutes later, I was like, you know, you can watch it here. I was like, oh, damn. Um, so, you know, that's what I'm doing, actually, after the show. I'm going to catch the anniversary show. Really excited about it. Um, I think the, the sheer amount of talent, not only there now, but that has come out of stardom is insane. Yeah. Like when you look at the landscape of wrestling today. So, yeah, very excited about that. Um, SP3, I don't know if you can speak to the match that uh, Mark has spoken about there. Um, no, I haven't been able to catch up uh, yet to having newborn twins about to be one years old. It's tough, uh, but I am yeah. going to be I am going to be watching that. And I do agree, like stardom is is has the best female women's wrestling in the world and they have for a long time if you look at their landscape from like 2015 through 2017 they had Io Shirai, Kyrie Sane, Tessa Blanchard, Taya Valkyrie went through there a couple of times, Thunder Rosa, Holla Dead, like every Tony Storm, like every top women's wrestler from either WWE, AEW, NXT, uh, Impact Wrestling, whatever promotion you want to see, and they have a great female wrestler, nine times out of ten, they probably went through stardom in the past five or six years. So their their legacy is down pat. 
their 10th anniversary show. I've heard nothing but good things about me personally. I want to catch more up with uh, Tokyo Joshi Pro after the AEW Women's Eliminator Tournament because see and and a video that I watched on Maki Ito about her career. I, I'm I'm all for Tokyo Joshi Pro, but Stardom I do have to watch as well more. Kenny was telling me about um, Tokyo Pro as well, like uh, Joshi Pro, sorry, and saying because he was like, you know, they debuted the magical girl Splash from Yuka, but he was like, yeah, I can't lie. I've seen her do it there. Um, <laughs> but I was like, oh, um, you know, so like, these are all, you know, that's kind of weird, right? Because the four horsewomen are like the pioneers almost in many eyes of this generation of wrestlers. And they are maybe the only four at the real top of the end of the industry that haven't been yeah. through there. That are like, you know, almost WWE made to a degree. I mean, Bailey less so she, but the rest of them, hmm. I don't know. We can really get into it, but I mean, where they really got the wheels turning. Charlotte, Charlotte is definitely WWE made. Anyway, um, I would love to see any of them in stardom. I really would. Never going to happen. But uh, it makes me miss Kyrie Sane as well. So much. Miss Kyrie Sane. What a talent she was. Um, I hope we haven't seen the last of her. Matt says, hey, Alex and Esprit Free. Missed the first bit of the show because I've just finished writing a history essay. All right. I can relax now until tomorrow. I am buzzing for MJF tomorrow. I'm glad someone is. Uh, talking champions, when do all the current WWE champions lose and who too? He always fits in loads of questions. P.S. Do we see Lesnar at WrestleMania? Uh, I don't know. I hope so, is the answer to Lesnar. I hope that he gets involved with Lashley and McIntyre. I made this point yesterday. It makes all the sense in the world. He wants to come and avenge the Drew loss. Bobby Lashley's been calling them out forever. The WWE title's in the middle. All three of them have beef with each other. Get them in there. It makes all the sense. So, yes, I hope so. I don't know so, though. And uh, the other part, I shouldn't have clicked off SP3 so, so happily. Um, who do they lose to? Hmm. I mean, Bianca will win, I think, at WrestleMania. Uh Drew, even though I'm not sure that's the right thing now, but Drew probably. Um, I, don't, I don't think people want to see Lashley lose now. That's the thing. I don't. Um, who's, who is even the IC champ? Big E. Oh, wow. Uh, Apollo probably now that he's had the turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, United States title is Riddle. Oh, man, I'd like Ali to have that, but I see that he said he's dealing with an injury. But, yeah, Ali, I'd like that. Um Women's tag champs, God. Uh, I'm just going to say Riot Squad. It won't be them, but I like them. Um, yeah. <laughs> and what other belts have we got left? The women's belts, right? Uh, Oscar, yeah. uh, Rhea Ripley. There you have it. I, I think I agree with all of those. Uh, the WWE women's tag team titles, I think they may do Lana and, and Naomi. I do. I think they actually going to give them a run and the raw women's championship. Uh, my new favorite slogan, it used to be Cena wins, LOL, but now it's Charlotte wins, LOL. <laughs> I saw someone earlier going, yeah, we want Naomi to uh, get in the world title picture. And there's that photo of Vince going, here's Charlotte. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I do want more for Naomi. So I wouldn't be against the tag title run. And, and obviously like I have a new, not new, but, uh, greater appreciation for Lana, having spoken to her and understanding her journey. But I look at the Riot Squad and I think, what have they got to do to catch a break? Like, give them a chance. Put them in the position. Give them a chance. I don't. They get like little matches every week. Like they're one of the only real teams. People like them very much. Give them a goddamn chance. It makes me mad. Yes, I, I, I just started doing uh, Smack Talk, the post show for SmackDown over on Sports Kita Wrestling. My good friend Rick Uchino, he almost cries every week the Riot Squad loses. So I don't want to see Rick depressed every Friday. So I hope they start doing more with the Riot Squad. Am I with you this Friday? Have I got that right? Yes. I was going oh. to save that for the end. <laughs> all, right, all, right, all right, don't let me ruin it. Don't let me ruin it. Uh, we have to get through these last two because Quizzle Mania is starting. Yes. Uh, Bacon Rasher. Love this guy. Evening, lads. Bacon is to the good X again. I would love to see Roman now with a Mike versus Cena in the ring. Oh, wow. I uh, think Roman would get Cena back. Thoughts, lads? Listen, the first time there was in the ring was great, but John et that man up. And it, 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 uh, it kills me to say that because I've always been a Roman guy. Even when everyone hated Roman, I was like, come on. Um, but John lit that man up that day. He and like Roman did not know 
or I say I don't, didn't know. There was only so much he could really do in his character to, to say back. And I still thought he did well, by the way, Roman. He didn't like... It wasn't like an obliteration, but Cena cooked him. I'm sorry, he cooked him, right? Uh, I'd like to see this version of Reigns get a go at Cena on the mic like that. Yeah, like 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 Kevin Hart said in his, one of his stand-up, he wasn't ready. He wasn't <laughs> ready. Like Roman was not ready at that time for John Cena to unleash flames on his life. But now I would absolutely love oh. to see them go at it. Yeah, me too, man. That'd be, oh, it'd be amazing. It really would. Uh, Mario Painsville Dan says, Hi, guys. Don't forget about WXW coming back for 13 original shows each Friday starting this week. I took part in officially sponsoring these events. Very cool. Well done, you, Mayor Painsville Dan, uh, with the German Just Bring It podcast. Major news coming from there, too. Mayor Painsville Dan, man, you ever want to drop news or let people guide them to what you're doing please let us know that is awesome i like that very much yeah absolutely good on you my friend thank you very much for that news uh wxw man it's just steeped in history again we talked about stardom earlier by the way loads of great talent has gone through wxw yes. uh you know nxt uk roster is basically basically I, progress in wxw they just pillaged them essentially I, I was gonna say the better in my opinion Walter versus Ilya dragonoff happened in yes. wxw a lot of people would say that, and I would uh, I would concur. SB3, lay them on it now, what we're doing on Friday. Yes, this Friday, join us live on the Sports Keto Wrestling YouTube channel. Alex and myself, the Wrestling Daily Friday, I mean Wednesday, excuse me, Wednesday duo, will be on Friday on Sports Keto Wrestling YouTube channel, previewing AEW Revolution. That's at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. 3 p.m. BST, 7 a.m. Pacific time. So join us live. Comments in the comment section. We want to see all you elite good eggs joining us for our AEW Revolution pay-per-view preview. That's right. The duo is going on tour. We're going to talk Shania. We're going to talk all kinds of things. You can't even believe it. Uh, so thank you so much for having me on SB3. Thanks. I appreciate it. Good brother. I will see you there. I will speak to you before then, no doubt. And thank you so much, guys, for tuning in tonight. Uh, now, make your way over to Quizlemania. You know what to do. See Melina defend that title. Denise Salcedo has a surprise. We will catch you tomorrow with MJF, 8 p.m., you know what's going on tomorrow, 8pm, MJF in the house. We will see you then, and SB3 will be back next week. Uh, until then, take care. Thanks for watching.